I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way but it wasn't always easy. And I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. This episode was brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. Big welcome to this week's newest members. We have Isabel Mora, Hung Singer, and Julie Milnickel. Super excited to welcome you all into the program and pumped to celebrate all the successes that are sure to follow. The Market Authority Academy is a mentorship program available to real estate professionals who desire to grow their brand and business using the modern social media strategies and proven systems designed for maximum scalability. If that sounds like something you're into, head on over to the show notes to schedule a call with me to discover how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your real estate business this year. Now, speaking of the Market Authority Academy, we have a really exciting guest for you today. I want to welcome Rory Ellis to the show. He is a Market Authority Academy alum, and he has been with us um, for about nine months, I want to say, of this year. Now, Rory has a really cool transformation story that I'm excited to share with you. He is like a lot of agents who wanted to ease into full-time real estate after being a part-timer for several years. He started to see a shift in terms of what he needed in his personal life and professional life, and he realized that real estate was going to be the ticket to getting him that freedom and flexibility of his time and income that he desired. And so he and I have been working together this year in the Market Authority Academy to help create that roadmap to getting to a really consistent business model where he was easily able to scale to the income and revenue goals that he had. And Roy had some pretty big goals. Now, when I spoke to him almost a year ago, actually to the day, Roy mentioned that his goals were to get like seven or eight transactions in his first year going full time. Well, he actually really exceeded that. And I told him that he would because I knew he had it in him. Rory has had a smash out first year full time. So he is going to share all of his results and how he was able to get 17 deals in his first six to seven months going full time in real estate. I mean, wow, right? Rory is an amazing individual. He really believes in doing the work and he believes in honoring genuine connections and, and selling authentic um, in a way to provide the best service possible to his clients and to his community, but also to his family. 
I really want to thank Rory for being so generous with his time and his journey with us here on the show on the Market Authority Academy. Um, if you want to connect with Rory on Instagram, you can do so at Rory S. Ellis, double L, one S. Um, definitely go check him out and follow along with his story. But without further ado, here's Rory. Rory, thank you so much for joining me today. How's it going? Absolutely. Doing great. It's a pleasure being on here. Oh my gosh, the pleasure is all mine. We were just chatting a little bit before we hit record and I was like, there's so much good stuff that we have to cover. Let's stop, stop. I want to get right to the recording. So I'm really excited to have you. You and I have been um, connected for almost almost a year, not quite, which is actually really surprising to me because this went year, I guess, went really fast. But you have gone through such a transformation since we first spoke a while back. So for those who have not yet... um, for those of you who, who have not yet met you or, you know, are not connected with you, can you share a little bit about your story, where you're at, where you're selling and, and where we're at today? Absolutely. Yeah. My story started about a year ago when I met you. I, uh, I had been a part-time agent for, I want to say going on 10 years, 11 years. Um, and uh, that story was actually really weird. Um, I had purchased a, a house with my ex-wife at the time. And uh, we had a horrible experience. I mean, absolutely horrific experience. No communication. The agent, I think, got fired from the brokerage we were working at. I mean, it was just, it was absolutely insane. And I knew nothing about real estate at the time. So I called the listing agent kind of upset and said, I need help. Can you help? And they spent the time like walking us through the final steps and getting us into the house. And the same day we got the keys, he said, have you ever thought about being an agent? (laughs) And I said, why? And he said, well, your communication was flawless. You said you're going to call, you called, you did, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I'd like you to be part of my team. And so I took that as, yeah, whatever. And as I gave it more thought, you know, this gentleman um, paid for my license, took me under his wing, brought me onto the team. um, And I felt really good about it. Right. And it was something that at the time, it was just something that I got play money for. Like I was Mm -hmm. just out to do a little extra money. I was working nine to five. Like I really didn't have time. And then over the years that have gone by, you know, COVID and all these other things that are going on now, it's transitioned my thinking a little differently, um, trying to get away from my nine to five. It was weekends and weekdays. It wasn't Monday through Friday. Um, so I have three kids of my own. So I have a 20 a year old, um, a 16 and a 14. And so my 20 year old has moved on from high school in the military doing his thing. And my two younger ones in high school. And I feel like over the last probably two or three years, I've wanted to spend more time with them and be part of, you know, their lives. And I've been thinking about transitioning from my nine to five for a while now, because I really want to spend more time with them. They are my world. I've been divorced now for about six or seven years. And so being a part-time agent at the same time, having a full-time job, being a, you know, a a divorced dad, like it's tough. Like you have Mm -hmm. lots of priorities going on and I wanted to simplify it. And as I thought more and more during COVID, when I was at home working for my nine to five, it gave me a little bit more time to work on real estate and really think if this is where I really wanted to go and come to find out it was like things started to move and groove a little differently. Um, I started watching your videos on YouTube for, it felt like forever, but like six or eight months and started implementing some of these tips and tricks you give us. And and then I just started like, okay, I need to know more. I need to know what Stephanie knows. Like I want to pick her brain. I want to get into that business. And I want to see if I can do this for real. And uh, I made that move um, this year in April, or I'm sorry, finished my nine to five April, started May May one this year. And uh, it's been amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, it's been really fun to watch. And I love having a 
thank you for allowing me to have a front row seat to, to the whole journey, by the way, because I talk to agents all the time who really want to do that, right? They like have that passion, but they're afraid to get rid of the quote unquote safety and security of their nine to five to do this risky move to get into real estate full time. And it is risky. And that was a lot of our first conversation, which by the way, I did look it up right before we hit record to the day almost, it was almost 365 days since you and I last spoke. It was August 25th or 26th. And today is August 25th, which is like hilarious. Um, but, but we were having those conversations and you're like, I can't, like, I have these other obligations. I have to do this the right way. Can you just share a little bit about that perspective? Because I know that it's going to speak to so many agents and I'm always telling them like, you're not alone, but I want them to hear it from you. Yeah, I think it was, uh, I'm not gonna lie. The unknown is absolutely scary. Like it's, (laughs) it's petrifying. It's almost debilitating, right? Like it, it stops you dead in your tracks. And I'm a numbers guy. I've always been, I can look at a PNL, find opportunities and rush after the opportunities when it comes to my own life and taking that step in a different direction. Um, it was debilitating. It stopped me dead in my tracks. I knew what I wanted to do. Um, but I take different steps now. I think if I was single, no kids, that transition would have been, you know, the next day I could have just said, let's go and do, um, and then if I always play the what if game, if, if I failed miserably, what would happen? I would just go find another job, right? Like I would go do something in the meantime until I got this ball rolling. But with kids, it felt just so much different. I know you having a, a son now, like your world just shifts just a hair. And as they get older, just a hair. They, yeah, they, they do different things and you realize how important that relationship with your kids is. Mm-hmm. And so that transition was very difficult because I thought, I'm the breadwinner. Like I got to make sure that there's food on the table, roof over my head. And this is safe right now, right? It's this, this theory that I'm okay. You're okay. Everything's okay. So there's no reason to rock the boat. And it was hard because I was barely making ends meet. And my enjoyment in life was, yes, it was my children, but we really couldn't do much because there was so much I was paying exterior to my situation that you know, in order for me to get ahead, I had to do something different. Like it wasn't going to work. Um, I've elevated to the business that I was at, at a, at a very high level. And there was nothing more for me to do unless I wanted to travel and be away from my kids. And that just wasn't a, that wasn't plan B ever. Um, so I thought more into this and I gave myself, <laughs> I felt like it kept moving my goal. Like, okay, if I can get two in escrow, then it'll give me enough time to do X, Y, and Z. And then I realized as I spent more time in real estate, I was able to get more and, and it it started to roll. And I still was hesitant, like, well, once these three are done, like, what do I do next? And it was a hard transition. And I think a lot of it for me, and I've been thinking about this since we talked a week ago, um, when I was part-time, I had a very short window of opportunity to work in. Like it was like, two hours a day or three hours, whatever it was. And when would you do it? When would you do it? Would you do it before or after? Or how did that look? It would depend on whatever the day was because my schedule fluctuated so much that oh, that's hard. it was really tough to like, hey, Saturday morning at 8 a.m., let's go look at a house. Like who looks at houses at eight o'clock in the morning? But that just happened to be my opportunity, right? And I worked it out really well. Um, I was pretty upfront and honest with my clients that, you know, I'm working different things, you know, like I wasn't saying I was a part-time agent because I knew I probably wouldn't get the work if I said I'm a part-time agent, I'm only here part-time, like no one's going to want that Um, because I was going against some pretty big agents in the area. So for me, it was just that transition. And I've realized the biggest fear I had was I'm a very oriented, schedule-oriented person. And I feel like 
I had two hours a day here, an hour here and a day here. And I was very productive in that time. Super productive. Nice. And then when it went to now I have 24 hours in a day, like, what do I do next? <laughs> like, and it was that, that it was scary to me. Like, how do I know what to do if I've never done it before? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I know what Stephanie says is real? Or how do I know that somebody else says is real? Like I I've never done it before. So I have no frame of reference whatsoever. And so that jump is absolutely terrifying. But I will tell you on the other side of terrifying was absolute bliss. Like it's not just a little transformation. I mean, we're talking massive. As long as you stick to your plan, right? Like that's that's probably the hardest part to do. But once you stick to it, it's just different. The stresses are different. The schedule is different. The money is different. Um, and I will say I've tripled my income in six months compared to last year doing some very simple things that I learned in the market authority. And I'm excited to see what next year holds um, in that path. I mean, it's just massive. And I'm not saying that everybody that transitions from part-time to full-time is going to make that it's planning, right. And really getting your ducks in a row and, uh, and then committing, like it's enough to write on paper, but you just got to, if you're thinking about it and you really think you can do it and you feel like, you know, this is the avenue you want to go thing I always tell myself, what's the worst that could happen? I'd have to go find another job. Right. But at least here I can say I've given it my best. And, you know, I, I am so surprised because you and I had this conversation a year ago and you said, what's your goal for next year? If you were to leave, because our plan was to leave January of last year or this year. And I waited all the way till April. It took me some time to like get my feet underneath me and really commit to you. Um, but then once we did April, I had one in escrow and I had a few clients that were ready. And then it's just been exploding since then. And I got no regrets whatsoever. It's been the best move. I've spent so much more time with my kids in the last six months than I have in the last six years. And that makes it all worth it, right? hundred percent. Cause I do it for the kids. Like the money's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I love spending time with my kids going golfing, having fun with them and doing things that they love to do. It's, it's and, and what, a, what an example, like what a generous example you get to give to them and give them that perspective of like, I, it, you can bet on yourself and you can take those risks. And if you really do it strategically, if you work hard enough, if you really put yourself out there and be vulnerable to that end, you can achieve some really cool things. So I think that from both sides of the perspective, even allowing to to show that to your kids when they're their age, like high school age, they have a little bit of comprehension on what that might look like. That's really exciting too. Um, so tell me a little, let's talk numbers a little bit. So going into the into the new year was the plan of like, you need to get serious about going full time. What in your mind, did you need to have to feel good about leaving the nine to five? Like what were those metrics that you're like, okay, I've hit it. This is it. We got to go. I could say last year I did like three or four transactions and it was kind of a buildup. Um, it was coming towards the end of the year when I was starting to spend more time. Right. And I knew that that wasn't going to be enough because my goal was to pay things off so that I had a less of a financial footprint. And I think that was my, my big goal. So I spent a lot of time suffering and not making any money. Like I did real estate. I made a bunch of money, but it was just hundred percent of it just got put to the things that I wanted to get rid of, whether it was credit card debt, um, school debt, whatever it was, I got rid of everything before I made that leap. Congrats! Um, and it was, it came a lot quicker than I thought it was because I was putting a hundred percent of that stuff into those areas. Like I get a full paycheck and it was like off, 
didn't even look at it. Like it's gone. Like I can't, I can't think of it as an income. Just think of it as getting my financial footprint to zero. And it was such a relief to get, I, I didn't get all the way there, but I got really close where I'm like, okay, at this point now it's just, I'm just count, you know, this, this is just splitting hairs at this point. Like, let's just move forward. I'm wasting too much time. Let's get, now I was at a breaking point where I was spending more time in my real estate business than in my nine to five. And I'm a really loyal person. So I feel like I went to my boss and said, this is what I need. This is where I'm at. This is what I've been doing. She's like, you've been working real estate this whole time. I'm like, yeah. And she said, I had no idea. You did such a great job. Like you never asked for time off. You never left early. You never came in late. Um, she goes, whatever you need towards the end, just let me know. I'll be more than happy to help you out. And so it really helped um, kind of catapult me to that last four to six weeks. But it was really like I needed, my goal was to have two in escrow and two more like listings or buyers that were the real buyers, right? Like the ones that were going to transact with me, um, not just potentials. And once I had that, I had two in escrow and I had two more as soon as I left and I had two more on top of that. And then listings just kept coming and they've never stopped. Um, and it's been month after month after month. It's just been absolutely phenomenal. So it, it took like two or three in escrow and then two or three out. So I knew that I had potential for growth that would take me because my footprint was so tiny that at that point, every sell could take me three or four months and then another three or four months and I sold. So it helped understanding like my financial planning last year, my business planning really helped because it put everything into very finite detail. This is what I need for child support. This is what I need for what I have bringing home. This is what I need to make 100% of the time without question. Mm -hmm. And my goal was to have enough, at least three or four months built up so that I could survive if, you know, I wasn't as good as I thought I was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily you were better. <laughs> yeah, luckily I was, uh, I didn't realize my potential getting into this. So it was, it was really great. Not, not a surprise to me. Hey, it's Stephanie. Quick check-in. Does all this get you inspired to become the best version of yourself and grow an incredible business? Well, if so, I want to invite you to a live training that I am hosting on November 10th of 2021. It's open to all real estate agents. And in this training, I'm going to be sharing the three systems that you need to triple your business in 2022. I want next year to be your best year yet. So I'm giving you some of my best strategies for free live during this training. Registration is totally free. Like I said, the link is in the caption of this episode. Grab your seat now because space is limited and I look forward to hanging out with you on November 10th. Now back to the show. So what kind of resulted in that influx of business? And I'm loving hearing that you are listing heavy. That is kind of difficult for newer. It can be difficult for like newer full-time agents. Um, what were you doing to get the business? A lot of it was referrals. I didn't realize how receptive my my database and community, church, all the things that I'm involved with um, were that receptive. <laughs> I uh, I honestly like you know week one, week two of the modules, we're talking about sending letters. I was scared to death. I'm like, I don't want to know what people think. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I I do, but I don't. I want the I want the feedback, but at the same time. I don't really want to know if it's bad, but then in this case, um, there was a lot of great things that came from that. Like I would come to you for this and this and this and this. Um, and these are the opportunities, you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're all in 
Like there's never a chance where, you know, you may forget other things because you're so wholly focused on succeeding and you got to give yourself some family time. And it was right because I, I feel like I have a big, when I nine to five, I have a big imbalance because I was working two jobs with a few kids. So it was, it was tough. Now I feel like I have a better balance. Um, but that was something they all called out that I had no idea. Um, and then they said about my presentation, my professionalism, just things that I never really took into account that I put into um, all of my plans for last year and into this year. And uh, it's worked great. And the listings came from, I've had, let's see, I've had um, by the end of next week, I'll have closed uh, 15 deals. Oh my God. And, um, and I'm looking, uh, if everything works the way it is, I should have three more by the end of the year, um, which is huge. I mean, I have one of my biggest listing appointments this Wednesday in the millions, and I'm, I'm like extremely excited about it. Um, and I try not to treat it like anything different than the 250 or the 350 or the 400, but I know that they're wanting what they want. Right. And just being that person, I, I've already connected with this person. Like this family is awesome. I don't know them from anybody. It was a referral of my database. And uh, I've learned to the Academy, like, just don't take no for an answer. Like it doesn't mean that no, now maybe it's just, maybe it's no now, maybe not no in the future. Yeah. And I've gotten a few listings that uh, I've challenged myself to follow up and just be that voice of reasoning and understanding and be at that level. And uh, I'm super pumped about this one coming up. So yeah, 15 closing within, I have three more closing this week, this week and into next week, um, which will take me to 15. And then I'm hoping by the end of the year, I'll have three more. So I'm really pumped. That's really exciting because your your goal was to have 18 homes sold this year mm-hmm. initially. And when we spoke a year ago, that's what you said with yeah, like you told me, I told you like nine to 10 and you're like, you could do more because <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know what you don't know. Right. Like there was no frame of reference. There was no way for me to tell like what I could and couldn't do. And it was just getting in the thick of it and going after it. And it's completely worked. I mean, I'm set up now for January through March. Um, with more deals that are coming through and more things that I have in the works. Like, I mean, I feel great now. It's just reinvesting in myself now is, is really where I'm at with my 2022 planning. Um, Cause now, you know, now I know like, Hey, I, I can do this. <laughs> let's go. Let's be super successful and do it even better next year. Yeah, absolutely. And scaling makes sense, especially as you have um, more coming to you and more on your plate, you have to make sure that you're um, putting back into those systems to help facilitate that. Um, so going into next year, what, what are your production goals for next year? Have you finished your business planning? Yeah, I'm about 75% done. Um, right now, uh, my production goals are, I want to be at 30 plus, okay. uh, and that's the goal. Um, realizing that, you know, that's two to three transactions. Um, this year alone in the month of August was my best year. I mean, it only been a couple of, or best month, it only been a couple of months, but I did a lot of work up to there and I did uh, four closings in that month. And it was, I mean, that took my mindset from, you know, one a month to, okay, how do I do this every month? Like, how do I make this happen? And the production that it took. And so a lot of those same efforts is what I put in my 2022 planning was how do I get to 30? What are the goals and things that I got to start November week one to be able to be successful 2022? Because if I wait- yeah, because if I if I wait till January one and start planning, like it's over. Like uh, I'm I'm gonna miserably fail the first quarter and then make up second and third. And I just I'm not that kind of person. I want to start out really really strong and 
maybe take December off next year, you know? But yeah. Go on, something. go on a little extended vacation, exactly. you know, take those two weeks off for sure. Get out of town. Yep. Exactly. I love it. So what are we focusing on um, in order to help get us to that? I think, I think doubling is not outside of the question. What, what are the main keys that are going to take you there that you've determined? I think this year, um, you know, I've been focusing heavily on listings. Like I said, a lot of it has been my database and moves out of the state. Um, people that I know referrals, um, a lot of my business, I'd say 95% of it was listings this year, which was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I didn't expect that I was expecting 30% to be listings and the rest to be buying. So I really didn't spend a whole lot of time in the market with buyers. I did have a few, um, but that wasn't my forte. And I realized like negotiations were really where I was at, like sitting at the table, trying to get that listing, competing against guys that have been in the business for a really long time and then winning. Like that just takes you to a whole new level. And you realize like, it's not about fancy suits and all this other stuff. It's about you, right? They, they hire you for you. And uh, took me a while to get there. So this year I'm going to really focus on um, more of my database. So I got into follow-up boss to really help me managing my, my database. Um, I have a few other um, um, uh, lead generation tools from my client, from my brokerage that I'll be using. I'll be going into some of my own um, that you and I have talked about in the past and um, just helping facilitate more revenue streams to come in with buyers and sellers. Um, one of my biggest things that I've been really good at, I have mega open houses when I do open houses. Nice. So I, uh, I get a lot of production out of that. Uh, this year, I didn't do as many because of COVID. I was a little off putting by that a little bit, but I got out there with the listings this year and, and really got some good buyers. I got a few listings out of it too. Um, so it was, uh, those are the things that I'll be focusing on is really fine tuning um, the process before the first of the year, um, getting more into follow-up boss and understanding what I can do to leverage my database. Mm-hmm. Um, and then working through these new systems to generate more leads and really push that envelope. Cause I know I can do more my next step is hiring a showing assistant. I think that's super imperative to me to get to that next level. My end goal would be, I want to be producing 75 to hundred a year. I'm like, how do I get there? Like, yeah. let's get there. Let's move. Um, and then, you know, maybe even start my own brokerage someday or whatever, but I want to get to production levels that I feel like um, I could attain. Cause I'm, I like teaching and helping others. Like my kids, they've already asked like, well, when I turn 18, can I work with you? I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. These kids, my kids are so smart. Like I've taught them everything I know. Like we'll be driving around somewhere, going to see a house and they'll be asking questions about it, a process. They know more about the process than most first time buyers. I mean, they know a lot of the process and what it takes and it's fun to teach. So I enjoy teaching and, and teaching others what I know. So that's yeah. the goal. I love that. And there's something so special about being able to create legacy within a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and the agents that I talk to who've been able, who've been really successful at doing that, it's just such a point of pride and to be able to like give your children those opportunities to also work hard and explore their potential and find what they love to do is really, really so valuable and so worth all of like the hard parts. And, and, well, I guess speaking of the hard parts, were there any really hard parts between like now April and now that you were like, oh my gosh, or has it all just been pretty smooth sailing? I want to venture to say it was not. No, I, I I will venture to say it was not. There were a lot of weeks that I called my broker and I'm like, I what am I doing? Like, I feel like it's not coming as easy. And and again, it's the not having any reference points, not knowing that there's this huge ebb and flow. If 
you're not prepared. If you're not, you know, planning your 2020 now, 2022 now, like it will be that up and down roller coaster. And because I, I had a plan in place, but it was very, uh, very broad. There wasn't any real, like, these are the exact points and reference you're going to use to hit. Um, it really made that roller coaster just up and down. Like, what am I doing? And uh, as I started to spend more time in the modules, as I started to spend more time in like developing a plan, it became more consistent where things helped to get where I wanted to get to. But that pain point was thick because there were nights that I'm like, I got nothing in the pipeline and I got two closing next week. Like what next? You know, and I hate being in that position of having to make up. Um, if that makes any sense. I really like, planning ahead and having things come organically and not having to force things. Cause I hate going to the table. Cause I've done it before. I hate going to the table and I, and I have that commission breath, right? Like, yep. and I could feel it. And I try to stop myself from doing it. And you're just like, okay, slow down. Like let's, let's work on this and, and, and be what the client needs and not what you're supposed to, not what you're needing. Um, and then once I started doing those things for those clients and, and helping them in different ways, um, things started happening in their own way. So it's been, but those pain points has been the scheduling piece. That's been the hardest part, like time blocking and being that consistent person. Not gonna lie. It's really hard. Yeah. It's it's just been, it's been a struggle this year. I still have not perfected it. It's something that I'm still struggling with that. I feel like it will always be a struggle for me because I'm not a, I'm not that perfect structure schedule. I am a scheduling person, but mine's more like, these are the things that I want to get done. Not, nine to nine 30, you're going to do this. And then 10 to 10, 15, like that's more of a struggle for me. So I'm trying to work out a middle ground between those, but um, just being consistent is really the name of the game at this point. And that's in the beginning, it was tough to find consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when your brain is like a whole soup of emotion and like adrenaline and all mm -hmm. that stuff, because you're like, I'm really doing it. I can't mess <laughs> up. <laughs> so it's, it's hard to see through the, the fog. Like, I feel like we should coin that as something like, like the new agent fog of being like, oh my gosh, we have to go through. Um, did you find that there was anything specific I mean, it sounded like you did. What specifically in the Market Authority Academy did you find really helped you level up in those areas or, or any other areas? Well, I felt like it was the breaking ground for me to build stability. Um, it was, I remember my first Market Authority, I didn't even turn my camera on. I was like, I don't want anybody to see me. Like, I'm going to keep it. Uh, no one's going to see who I am. I'm just going to be on here and see. And it was so overwhelming. Like there was, I mean, I don't even remember what module you guys were on at the time, but I hung up the phone and I thought, oh my gosh, like I'm so far off the mark. Like there's so many, and it wasn't like massive things that you were talking about, but they're just little things like customer touch points or whatever it may have been that you should have in place to keep in contact and whatever. And I'm thinking, I don't have any of that. Like, <laughs> like where do you even begin? Where do you start? And then as you went to module one and module two, it, it did this buildup to where you needed to be. And it was super productive. And I've been through them a couple of times and I want to continue to do it. Cause every time I do, every time I do even module one, like there's something in there that I pick up that I'm like, I didn't think about that, you know, and like write it out again. And um, it's, it's been influential to help build. And a lot of it has been too, like I've been watching you for, I don't know, six months, eight months before I even joined the market authority. I didn't even know there was a market authority at the time. Um, because I was watching old school Stephanie, like at a desk that like, you know, talking about so and, 
you know, and the funny thing is it was, uh, I don't, I think it was like a few years ago and it was about Instagram and how to do things on Instagram. And I'm like, she made it sound so easy. And the way that you talk and present and teach was so my, my world. So it made it sense. And I'm like, all right, maybe she knows what she's talking about. So I watch the next video. And then I got sucked in that whole day with just watching videos and like writing notes and then saying, okay, I'm going to implement one or two of these. And then it started happening. Like people hit me up on Instagram and I'm like, what the, like, I haven't even done anything yet. Like it was just the initial phase and stuff started working. So then I'm like, okay, what else does Stephanie have to offer? There's gotta be something. And sure enough, one of the, one of the newer videos was like, oh, join my market authority. I'm like, oh, here we go. You know, like right away, like everybody wants money. Like, and when I went on to it, I'm like, okay, I went on to it one time, didn't sign up. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to wait. I'm going to see let's see if she really knows what she's talking about. And then it just started getting more and more and more. And I'm like, okay, I need, I need her help now. And that's when I joined and it was great. I mean, it was, it was such a clutch move because it was exactly what I needed at that moment in time to build structure in my business. And that's what, that's what helped catapult me to where I'm at now. If it was just me jumping into it without that structure, I would not be where I'm at today. There's no way. There's absolutely no way I'd have just been floundering everywhere because there's so many priorities that take precedent. And in your mind, you get so like, this is more important than this side, or, you know, like my opportunity this year has been like trying to make things perfect. Uh, Come on. Like (laughs) you you just physically can't like even on Instagram, like I haven't posted that much. That's probably my biggest opportunity going into next year. And it, it is just consistency, but I'm not creative to begin with. So it takes me a little bit longer to like commit, but I will say that every little bit counts. And for you, like it brought stability in for me and it helped build on what was already there. And it helped build like, what are the important pieces and the blocks that I need to be hitting before I jump into these massive things. Um, So it broke things down for me that I couldn't do myself because you've been doing it for so long and you understand at a different level. Um, And then watching others like, getting into the business and hearing their complaints, like their questions were my questions. I just didn't want to hit the unmute button, but their question was my question. I'm like, I don't really have much to offer. I'm just going to sit and listen. And I wish I would have asked more questions because I'm sure there were other people out there that had the same ones. Um, But it was just that timidness, like something new. I wasn't comfortable yet, Um, but it was great. I mean, the material is awesome. The week to week discussions are even better. I still sit in them now um, because I listen, I'm learning, even if I'm on something else, like I'm still paying attention and writing notes um, because it's important that I continue to keep learning. So yeah. I appreciate you, Stephanie. It's oh been, gosh. it's been a, it's been a great road. It's been an amazing road. And because of your push, because I remember like the first day we got on the call to like join the market authority, you're like, well, I don't see any, ob- I don't see any, any uh, roadblocks. So let's do this. And I was like, <laughs> like, it took me backwards. Cause I'm like, man, okay. Like, and my mind was my trigger, right? Like I just, I have a hard time pulling the trigger on things that cost money unless I know there's ROI and I would do it a hundred times over again. Cause it was that, it was that influential in this year okay. and for future. So that's high praise. Thank you, Rory. It was awesome. I, I couldn't have done it without you. But you know, what's so great is like, well, it's kind of the double-edged sword. Your business is never done and there's always going to be room for growth and exploring new potential and implementing new ideas. 
And so um, hopefully it will also serve as like a little bit of a foundation as you continue to branch out, because now we're talking about scaling and bringing on team members and, you know, exploring new avenues for lead generation. And there's so many, there's so many routes you can take. And I'm just so excited to see where the journey takes you and like have this conversation a year from now, five years from now, and just see like what you're able to build because like the sky really is the limit, you know? Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want, I'll tell you this. I don't want to be digging trenches for the next 40 years. You know, like I, I would want to, I mean, I don't know what I'll be doing in 15 years from now, if it'll be real estate or not. I mean, I, I love what I do now because I love my clients. I love the ability that I have with my schedule, but I want to grow. I want to continue to keep building and, 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 you know, I, I don't want to be digging in trenches, finding buyers for the rest of my life. Um, but it's what I love to do now. And I want to build that in. Like you said before, I want to build it into a legacy that maybe my kids do take over the business in some future time. And I could just sit back on some island somewhere. And <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, as, as we close out, um, I, w- I just want to see if there's anything that you would either say to your past self or another agent who is in your shoes where they're still part-time, they desperately want to make that pull to go full-time, but they're still just maybe afraid or overwhelmed by the obstacles that stand in between them making that shift. What would you say to an agent like in that position? I think it has been my mantra this year um, since April and May has been, um, you can only plan so much, but <gasps> until until you make that leap, until you put your boots on the ground, you'll never know what you're able to do. And for me, that jump, I wish I would have done it in January. How much more could I have done since January? You know, and um, even now when I'm talking about like these new generation things or follow-up boss, it's taken me till now to get follow. Why? Why does it take me so long? And it's because I'm studying it, I'm researching, I'm dragging my feet. Um, but just do it. No planning in the world is ever going to beat execution. Like it doesn't matter where you're at, what you're doing, what you're thinking. If you feel like you could do it, just do it. I mean, and, and, and just, just make it happen because intuitively we are, uh, you know, creatures of habit. Right. And if you're, if you're going to go and do, we're always going to make up the difference. We're always going to be exactly what we need to be and do exactly what we need to do when we need to do it. When your feet aren't on the fire, you're never going to move. The moment you take that leap, it's all on you and, and you will make it work. And that's, that's the difference for me. I've always been that way. Even if I'm up against huge odds, someone says, you can't do that. That's even more fuel. Like, okay, like I'm just going to do it just to prove you wrong. <laughs> you know, like, it's always been my fuel, but it's also something that's had me drag my feet for a long time, thinking about it, trying to plan for it, trying to make things perfect. Like my Instagram posts, like it's always something, right. And it's something that you kind of have to work through. But um, if you're thinking about taking the leap, like, plan as much as you can, but just do it, like just make it happen. And um, I promise you that if you take the leap and you do, as Stephanie has shown in her market authority, like it will work. It will, it does bar none. There's nobody else that I would rather put my, put, uh, put my name behind. And I will tell you it works. It really, really does. And as long as you put your heart and soul into it and uh, do your very best, you will make it and it will be super awesome. Awesome. Rory, you are so cool. I'm so (laughs) glad that we know each other and that we've been able to work together. Um, Can you share your Instagram for those agents who want to follow along with your journey, but also maybe like help keep you accountable there? That would be a really good idea. Any of you guys want to do role-playing or want to hold me accountable? I'm really good about 
Um, if I am held accountable, I will do it. Um, that's always been the case. I've even started an accountability with my brokerage, like nice. trying to do daily uh, calls and stuff. So uh, my Instagram is Rory S Ellis. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll try to get on there more, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> I love it. Double L one S. I'll make sure to have that linked in the show notes. Rory, I just want to, um, I want to acknowledge you for doing something that's really hard and really scary. And you put a lot on your lot on the line and you bet on yourself. And I'm so glad to see that it was returned to you. And then some, and I'm just really looking forward to being, having a front row seat to the rest of the journey through next year and beyond. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of part of that story. And I'm rooting you on every step of the way, my friend. You're very welcome. And I really appreciate it. It's been an honor being on here. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.